0: Joker. Yeah, shit.
1: Polar, polar bears and hard nipples. That's what it's all about out there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the hard my god. Because
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's the first thing I think when I think of polar bears is hard nipples. Come on. <laughs> I mean... <laughs>
1: and welcome to the Knights of the Hobby Table. I'm your host Blake, here with Oblero. Greetings guys. And Bowen. How are we today guys? I'm going swell, thank you. <laughs> yeah,
2: we're doing <laughs> great here.
1: Yeah? Yeah? What's going on? What's popping in Hobbyland? Tell me.
2: Uh, hobby-wise, I've just been working on some commissions, man. Uh, I did finish up my Primaris Captain though
1: got am to post okay, the pictures uh, on the Instagram for that tonight. Ooh, I look forward to it. Uh, what sort of commissions are you doing? Uh, and do you even want to explain what a commission is to people? Just well, quickly. commission painting,
2: basically. Uh, people just give me their plastic models and be like, well, uh, I don't like painting, but I do. So um, I paint their models for them, and I receive the Dollarinos. So you would say
1: that you slay their grey, is that correct? That is absolutely what I do. Yeah, yeah. And their mums too if they're real lucky. Oh uh, what hopefully. are you what have you been up to, bro? Uh, I just
0: finished my blood throne, so I'm gonna start painting some necrons.
1: Oh yeah, your blood throne does look good. Are you gonna add some highlights on your on your corn dudes though?
0: Maybe. We'll see. I just <laughs> I've been working on that way. thing for way too long, man. I just wanna s yeah. just wanna start my Necrons.
1: Sometimes it's good to just take a break from it, step to the side, do a bit of a different project. I've been working on it for like two
0: months, man.
1: Yeah, I know. You've busted ass. And that rust effect looks top notch. I love it. Thank you. I love it. Yeah, Yeah, Um, I think it's
2: definitely a good change to do different things in between projects mm -hmm. as well. I'm a person Absolutely. that likes to finish projects before I start something else, but I can definitely see you when it's taking two months to finish something you wanna squeeze in something else just to boost your morale.
1: Yeah, I'm um I'm sort of like I'll get really into a like into a project and then like I'm just like okay, I can't do any more of this, so I'll start another one, get that like three quarters done, then I'll come back, to finish <laughs> that and then continue on. It's, uh Yeah. Mm. It's a thing. But we all hobby in our own way, and that's okay. Exactly. Um, what have what, what you working been working on, on Blake? Over? <laughs> Ooh, um, that's a good question. Um, at the moment, I'm getting some stuff ready for my... Uh, prepping my six-foot fish tank to get my Oscars in there. Um, I'm about to go on holidays, so that'll be done soon. i just got to repair the stand and do a whole bunch of fishy shit. Um, fish other than that... <laughs> Yeah, I got a new guitar, so I uh, adjust that bad boy. Been playing that a little, and yeah, been a few Primaris. Um, got the Eradicators up next. Keen to get into that and get going. And yeah, Ooh. lots of gaming in between. Sounds <laughs> epic, man. Yeah, so, so epic. epic.
2: You sent me some pics of that new uh a seven string there and I'm uh, feeling the itch for a
1: seven string myself again. <laughs> <laughs> it's inf- it's infectious. Once you get the seven string itch, you know. Oh man, it's you, great. You you can, you can ease the symptoms, but you can never cure it. <laughs> no, definitely not. No such thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so guys, um today I was thinking we should talk about Warhammer as a hobby. Oh. What do you guys think about that, huh? Hmm,
2: but Blake, could you like explain to me what is Warhammer?
1: Well, I could. Um, it, we could do this a very long form or short form. We're gonna go a short form. Warhammer is basically a fantasy universe. You know, there's a whole. There's about three of them actually, but primarily it's a tabletop war game with miniatures correspond with that so you have Warhammer 40,000 you have Age of Sigma, and you have Lord of the Rings as well like Lord of the Rings battle game um we used to have Fantasy as well but that was superseded by um Age of Sigma, and yeah it's basically you buy these awesome models you paint them up and you play like a really detailed version of Risk almost you know like it's pretty cool oh yeah um there's lots of different facets to it you know it's yeah. uh it's pretty top nauseous yeah yeah well, there's
2: they, there's, or... there's like a really big amount of lore surrounding this whole game as well um, mostly 40,000 I'd say they're up in like the 500 600 books already for <laughs> is Warhead. that that many I think so I think it's around oh. four or 500 man I and know there's, there's like, a lot Jesus yeah there's like books coming out every day every month or something so uh, it's it's insane
0: Jesus Murphy
3: the...
2: oh yeah uh, but yeah, you that... guys, you, you used to collect uh, Age of Sigmar so maybe you guys know something more about Ooh. Age of Sigmar
1: actually look, I can't talk about the lore, cause honestly I know fuck all about it, you know I used to read a bit of fantasy stuff and not mm. too much, but I can say the game, very fun very easy to get into. Yeah. And, um... Yeah, it's pretty good. Bon, what's your experience with Age of Sigmar, man?
0: Uh, I have How a, a fuck ton of stuff? chaos that I still haven't painted. <laughs> that, ah. I, that I still need to paint. Like, I have... <laughs> yeah, was... I have what? Like, <laughs> an entire star collecting box still left? Because I ditched that for yeah. the demons that I did, if you remember.
1: <laughs> to, be, to be fair, I still have a half a starter box, too. Remember? <laughs> <laughs> Remember? and then, and then we just range, had guys? to get that
0: indominus box and now it's like oh, necrons what? they're a thing
2: oh yeah it, it's t- i
0: wake t- up t- in a cold sweat at night thinking i need to paint those necrons
1: <laughs> mate it's australia sweating is not optional okay <laughs> yeah i'm saying it's i'm saying yeah. a cold sweat because i have an air conditioner oh, a cold. so i'm still sweating oh. just it's a cold sweat you know Well, I'm glad you can see your models from your tower, your highness. (laughs) (laughs) Don't (laughs) worry. frosted ice tower. Unless you're talking
0: about a tower of debt. Sure.
2: (laughs) Yeah, personally, I don't actually have that much uh, to do with uh, Age of Sigmar. Like, I have been looking a lot at their models and their models compared to the 40k ones. I think their model range is a lot better than, than, yeah, anything in the 40k range.
1: I think the reason why Age of Sigmar models slap so fucking hard is because, yes, you get a lot of stuff for the, the Stormcast, but... The, all the other factions get releases, and they all yeah. get, like, cool models. Yeah. It's not just like, oh, look, here's another Primaris lieutenant. <laughs> like, you do get that a bit, but it's like fucking, you know, here's a giant orc frog-looking motherfucker. Like, yeah. shit like that, so cool, and they, they, do, they do centerpiece models very well. Very well. Um...
2: Yeah, Yeah, I mean, we're mostly into the 40k aspect, and probably the. We know probably a little bit more about the lore aspect in 40k as well. The big picture, at least.
1: But quickly, before we get into 40k, we'll just touch on Lord of the Rings. Oh. Quickly. Um, Just because it's a lot smaller. Lord of the Rings, they did, like, basically Warhammer, but you play. Either the good side or the bad side sort of thing in like different yeah. factions. You put them on the table. It's actually how I got into Warhammer in the first place. Um, in the early 2000s, they did like a fucking subscription magazine that came mm. with some models. And I started painting goblins. And you know, once you go goblins, you don't go back. So um, yeah, then I got into it. I bought a White Dwarf magazine and was like, what is this? I found Space Marines. Oh. And now, now we're here. Doing a podcast about little little green models. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Sorry. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, I don't think we need to explain too much about the Lord of the Rings lore either, no, no. because you can I just go and watch the movies and say. have a great old time.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's all we're gonna say. I just want to explain how the game relates to what we're already doing. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's so definitely a know. very similar approach to 40k and AOS. Uh, paint your yeah. minis put them out on the field have a game Slee enjoy that it.
1: fucking gray dude mm. <laughs> that's it uh but yeah 40 40k do you want to tell us a bit about it obi
2: yeah man uh there's this thing called the emperor <laughs> no i i think there's just a, a huge portion of of things and if we're gonna actually get into the lore we might have to take like very small snippets of it. Because like we said, there's yeah. like four or five hundred books already out, and it's like I'm not sure that we can fit that in one episode of a podcast. Um, like we, could you we couldn't
1: fit that in one lifetime?
0: <laughs> could you summarize <laughs> all five hundred books in a minute?
2: Um <laughs> in a single sin- sentence, I could probably say that it's a um very gothically inspired fired uh, universe but in the future it's 40,000 years in the future mm. well that's where it's... they're at somewhere now in the lore at least uh, we're like... we're middle of the andromeda crusade hence it's the like... launch of knife it's with...
1: like power wolf but in model form <laughs> 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 with space brains <marades. laughs> Oh,
2: there, there is uh, a, a lot of things to say. There's a lot of different factions. We talked about the Space Marines before. Bowen's mentioned the Necrons, which are a uh, Egyptian metal-looking race. Um, uh, God, what else? Well, to do we simplify
1: have? it, they look a bit like Terminators, but way cooler, like Terminators yeah. from like. Like Arnie, like I'll be back. They look oh. a bit like that, but they got like cool living metal. They're really fucking rad with Egyptian stuff thrown in it. Really uh, cool.
2: Agreed. Definitely agree there. We have uh, the Imperium side, which mainly is Space Marines. They also have the Adeptus Mechanicus. Woo! Uh, they have, yeah, Imperial Knights. Whoa! Uh, <laughs> Sisters of Battle. Why don't we touch on Sisters of Battle? Oh,
1: I would like to touch on Sisters of Battle. Oh, but unfortunately, they are man. battle nuns. And yeah. uh, they ain't getting none. They're just uh, faithful to the God Emperor, as everyone should be.
2: Correct. Lots of. Uh, it's a basically a female only faction that, um, yeah, b- believes very strongly in the Emperor and protecting the yeah. faith.
1: Honestly, and they're fucking badasses, too. Like. You know most factions in it, like they're either stronger than human or they're like you know super powered humans that wear power armor. And these chicks yeah. are just like, nah, fuck you, we'll wear it anyway. Like they're yeah. badasses, dude. Yeah, yeah,
2: they're they're and... basically just normal humans in power armor, no enhancements mm. anywhere. Uh, and then I think the last faction in the Imperium is probably the. Uh... The guard, the Imperial Guard. Yeah, uh, there's are... a
1: lot more in law, but as for what's represented on tabletop, yeah, 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 definitely.
2: The Imperial Guard are also the the faction that we have the most of because humanity has spread across the whole universe a whole lot, and uh, they have a lot of different sub factions in though in each of those. Um, do we want to think there is any more?
0: Do we want to touch on the chaos a bit
2: yes that's actually what we i wanted to jump in about next actually what do we have in chaos we have the chaos space marines
1: well do you just want to explain quickly why chaos is a thing
2: oh there is this thing called the horus heresy (laughs) if we're gonna get into that a lot deeper we're gonna have to explain to the emperor and the right. primarchs, and <laughs> the
1: real thing. The real thing is the fact that all most magic in this universe stems from something called the warp, which is basically like a separate realm that uh, bleeds over into the material. So uh, anyone that's using psychic powers, shooting light bulb, uh, light bulbs, lightning. Oh my no. god! Imagine light bulbs. There'd be a lot of glass to clean up. Um, <laughs> But you know anything like that crazy powers foresight that sort of stuff that all comes from the warp. Yeah. Now generally chaos soldiers and like not just marines there there's cultists and all sorts yeah. of shit. They are they are worshippers of either one or all of the chaos gods which we'll go into sometime but not today. But basically mm-hmm. If the Imperium are what you would call good guys, these guys are what you'd call the opposite of that bad guys, but mm. in Warhammer, there is no good guys. Everyone's a jerk. <laughs> and Everyone's a cool. bad
2: guy. That's it. Mm. That's definitely it. You just want to quickly touch on which four gods there are, perhaps, because they are quite cool, actually. Oh. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I definitely... I think my favorite one would be definitely be zeech scheming master plans
1: yeah yeah well i mean zeech is rad he's uh yeah like you said he's the master of plans and things like that uh there's nurgle he's uh he basically is responsible for the pestilence and disease in the universe slanesh Um, yeah uh, yeah Yeah, that's the kinky god (laughs) explains the we Um, will (laughs) we will
0: touch on that one all right
1: <laughs> no, it's Slanesh will touch on you. Oh man. yeah, really oh way yeah. It goes crab claw up the wazoo <laughs> um, basically, Slanesh is a god. Birth of excess. Um, it represents yeah. anything in excess, not just sex, like violence, drugs, anything like that. All the yeah. crazy shit in excess. Uh, that that just feeds Slanesh. Yeah. And then of course there's probably the most popular one, which oh, yeah. is corn. Uh, yeah, skulls for the skull throne, blood for the blood god. We all know it. Um, you know, sometimes yeah. we eat cornflakes for breakfast and it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Insert yeah. corn uh, impression here. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Jonathan Davis? Did we forget to pay him? <laughs> oh no. fuck. Oh, how do we screw this up? Come yeah. on.
0: Yeah, GW, you're a payment time. behind. <laughs> <laughs>
2: No. Yeah,
1: but the, the, the chaos
2: gods, they basically inf- inf- infected all the different um, space marine factions as well and corrupted them to chaos. They have also corrupted yeah. uh, the knights, for example. There's also a chaos knight faction. It's uh, yeah, spread ba- to the basically, humans. It's,
1: basically, uh, anything the Imperium has, there's like a chaos version. Exactly. More or less. exactly. Um, and, you know, there's also... The Eldar, and the Dark Eldar, Space Elves, you know. We're not going to go into it too much, but look them. They're fucking cool.
2: Yeah. Um. Well, those are the Xenos factions, though. The, I think the Eldar don't really fit under Chaos as much, so I think we're no, no, going no, 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 to hop onto the Xenos. The
1: oh, yeah. I don't think we should spend too much time on this exact thing, but, oh. you know, like, there's Xenos, there's Eldar, which are Space Elves. There's Dark Eldar, which are cranky Space Elves. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> There's Tyranids, which are basically Xenomorphs, but they like to eat shit more, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, uh, there's the Necron. Tal- N- Necron. Orcs, the green guys, you know? Exactly,
2: yeah. And which, interesting. And there are many sub-minor Xenos races that don't really yeah. get that much attention, but those are the, at least the major races in the universe.
1: Yeah. and basically, the only reason we gave this little overview is, not um, even to touch on lore, really it's just an overview um, my advice if you get into it you want to get into Warhammer just look at the models or whatever takes your eyes like hey that's really fucking cool read up about it a bit yeah go from there you know yeah, there are definitely um... a
2: huge amount of really cool factions um, mm. the lore is, is is gonna help you a little bit to get into the, the hobby and learn a little bit more about the stuff It'll probably send you on your way to probably pick your own army if you're interested in one. And I highly
1: recommend that you do. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Correct. Um, now, so when you buy these models, guys, you know, we all know it. it comes in a nice little box. What do you do from there? Like, what's the first step? Both. Like, you know, can you take a through when you first bring that box home? What you gotta do to get it from box to, like, kicking ass?
0: Uh, First step, you admire the box because it costs you a bit of money. And then you get scared (laughs) about the fact that you don't want to open it. That's a joke. You do want to open it. Uh, But you push through that fear. First step is, it comes with a manual. Uh, I would highly recommend you read the manual so you don't put the wrong pieces on the wrong models, for one. Like, I've done quite a lot. When I first started.
1: There's no wrong pieces. <laughs> only happy accidents, okay? <laughs> Thanks, Blake
0: Ross. Um, <laughs> you're, you're welcome. So yeah, I mean, first step, yeah, you just want to... The, the manuals will usually start with your basic, like, rank and file troops. Like your cheap ones that, when you're playing the game, don't cost a lot of points to, you know, put on the field. Um, it'll tell you how to assemble them. And then you can choose whether you want to assemble as you're assembling. uh, Assemble. uh, Paint while (laughs) you assemble. God damn it. Or you can just paint the entire thing in one go fully assembled.
2: Yeah, Um, definitely. (laughs) Some assemblies are are definitely a really handy way to get behind the bolter that's uh, in front of the Space Marine. Because otherwise you're going to have a real hard time painting that Aquila
1: especially old school space rings man they were their bolts were so tight to their chest there was no fucking way to do it man (laughs) no yeah yeah, yeah. i there might have been but i'm not a wizard so it was out of my reach yeah (laughs) yeah definitely yeah Um, So, so what you guys are saying really is that uh assembly and painting is required for these
2: yeah they don't come painted in the box sadly (laughs) Uh, but it's a whole really fun experience to get to that point and uh, being able to put them on the table
1: well i mean honestly i i think if they did come that way i probably wouldn't be as into the hobby because i'm mostly model i was about to say the exact
0: same thing i'm probably more into the painting aspect and designing aspect than the actual tabletop game itself
2: yeah i think for me it's probably the opposite um Assembly is probably my least favorite bit. And then I love the painting aspect. And I actually do play quite a lot on the table as well. So, yeah. Um, there's there's a lot of different ways to actually engage in this hobby. Um, for example, yeah. Like doing the modeling, the painting aspect of it. The playing aspect is also a good thing. But there are a few different things besides actually that. We mentioned the lore. There are a lot of books to... Start reading. Um, and there are also a ton of video games. We, oh, I, yeah.
1: That's my department, man. Uh, <laughs>
2: do, do we have a personal favorite here? Now
1: that I think about uh, it. Actually, this is, real- is going to be very controversial. But Warhammer 40,000 Fire Warrior Thank on the PlayStation. Thank you. Thank
0: 2. you. I was about to say, that is <laughs> probably my introduction to Warhammer. The first thing anything Warhammer related I consumed was that game on PS2. Goddamn. Yeah. Me and Blake just played through that game again recently, and it still holds up. It's still such a fun game to play.
1: It's it's got some jank, but I highly recommend it. Well, I mean, look, a lot of PS2 games still have jank. Yeah. And, like, honestly, that game, although it is a little unrealistic to the lore where, like, you're a fire warrior and you're fighting shit like Dreadnoughts and you're still living. Yeah. It shows you. I think that's the only game I've found. Where it shows you how fucking terrifying an Astartes is against a normal troop. Yes. Like, the first time you're start the Astartes, there's three of them. Yeah. And you're inside of a spaceship, and, like, you shit bricks. There's no way around it. Like, they are so hard to kill. And it's like, fuck me dead. Everything else has just been little guardsmen. And you can, like, blow them up. These motherfuckers are just, like, they're terrifying. they towering <laughs>
0: as well. Like, I remember yeah. even when we were playing, because I hadn't played it since I was a wee lad uh i i generally got a like a jump out of it i was like oh shit they're massive yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah i, so, I uh, actually didn't uh, didn't get the experience that i i since i just recently jumped into it well recently started oh life. man so, if you
1: can find a playstation 2 for cheap buy yeah. that game you will not regret it you will yeah. thank
2: me i think a personal for- favorite of mine would probably be in between space marine or mechanicus uh mechanicus being more of a a, a strategy style game where you move your tech priests around versus okay. the irreversizing necrons awakening from their tomb and that's a really cool concept and the music in that game man i love that music i could listen to that while i'm working just just going ahead and and crank it, man. It's it's so, it's so unique of a music. Okay.
1: Uh, yeah. I've not played it, but yeah, I'll definitely look into it. The other good one, um, if you're a Diablo fan, is um Inquisitor Marta. It's pretty much a straight Diablo clone, and it's a lot of fun. It really is. Like, yeah, the graphics aren't that great. There's a few downsides to it, but it's a good game. I enjoyed it yeah. a lot.
2: Yeah, well, I did do me a few grinding in Diablo tree. Oof, so many <laughs> hours. Jesus Just Christ. going
0: back on uh, the Mechanicus game you're talking about, the closest game I could probably relate that to would be XCOM. Picture oh. XCOM, but just with Warhammer. You play as Mechanicus yeah. versus the Necrons. Mm-hmm.
3: That's
1: cool. Um, yeah. Even
0: though even though it's not out yet, I still just want to bring it up. The new Dark Tide game. Oh oh
1: yes. that was cool that was cool if you that want a game that's it's... like Left
0: for Dead but Warhammer this is your game
1: yeah, yeah. same as Vermintide actually mm, it's fantasy yeah. Universe not 40k but uh those games yeah. are fun as hell yeah. so that's a really good way to engage with it it really is um, yeah like yeah i mean we all play space marine together that's a that's a hoot, you know oh, yeah. screaming it's no good for blood pressure but it's good for the walls you know yeah. <laughs> <Definitely>. <laughs> yeah
2: we definitely have a few nights of playing space marine uh, versing oh, each yeah, other yeah. and a, f- a few a couple other friends it's, it's usually most these... fun with with friends um well, yeah. it's
1: like a friendship tester. It's like Monopoly. <laughs> you know, friends after Space Marine, after someone shoots you with that stupid fucking stalker bolter on birth yeah. flyer, then you know you're real friends. Otherwise, yeah. don't even worry. Don't even worry about it. I was going to say, I could feel
0: everyone's blood boiling when I just jumped down with a chainsaw and just chopped them up. I could feel yeah. it. I could feel it boil. <laughs>
3: Yeah,
2: space yeah. marine is definitely a, a game that's up there and we are also eagerly awaiting the next space marine game space marine 2
1: yeah so yeah there's that um people also play rpgs in the setting like i can't remember the names of them but like uh there yeah. are a couple pa- like, like role-playing
2: games. Uh, there's death a death watch one uh, yeah
1: so like dungeons and dragons but you in the warhammer 40,000 settings that's really cool yeah yeah, yeah um yeah. there's so many ways to engage with this hobby so so much like some yeah. people just consume the art
2: you know yeah, like yeah. the actual
1: artwork and it's understandable because it's so top tier like the art of it is fucking metal as hell
2: oh yeah just yeah. open the core rule book and slam slam any page open and you'll see mm. so much cool stuff
0: I was gonna say even like the little cardboard cutouts that come in like you know like our Indomitus box for example that we got like just those little pieces of cardboard that are just hyper detailed and it's just like this is literally going to just be a piece of cardboard that you would usually throw out but now I don't want to because this looks amazing
2: yeah like yeah I still have my Indomitus box I use it to store my (laughs) screws (laughs) because I can't throw it away (laughs) I can't throw it away it looks so good that would be heresy. Yeah. That's how you get
1: Inquisitors on your ass.
2: That would be what Ooh. we
1: call
0: a hobby heresy.
1: <laughs> hobby <laughs> heresy. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> and, oh. I mean, the other thing is too, like, a bit of a downside is just how fucking expensive this hobby can be. Um, yeah. Like, it doesn't have to be, but there is going to be cost. You have your paints, you have... Your brushes, your equipment, right? Which is fine, because, like, you don't have to replace them that often if you look after them. But, buying models is expensive. Me and Bowen, we missed out on the launch of Dominus, And we paid, like, dumb cunt prices for ours. We paid, like, 400 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, like, a lot of money. Like, we halved it, but still. You know? So, like, the thing I wanted to say, particularly, is when you're getting into this, don't feel like you have to buy a combat patrol or something gigantic get your basic paints, decide on what you want, figure out how you're gonna highlight it and stuff, and just pick up a box of infantry. Or one or two guys, don't over-commit to it. Like, don't overcommit the frog to this. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I know of a, certain, I know of a certain Belgian man that may have done something to that effect.
2: Yeah, I um, I think, uh, since I started also with the this box, like many other hobbyists out there, I uh, I was already browsing before I assembled my Necrons, <laughs> so I I think the first three months I, I ended up with like two or three thousand points of Necrons. Oh, Jesus. Uh, That's yeah. That's I, um, I bought a lot of stuff in the first months, and it uh, I actually got most of it painted. Uh, I have like two Necron models left. No, four because I got two more in a gift on Christmas. So
1: uh, yeah. I think the big thing is just be sensible, right? Like don't Yeah. If you got the money to spend, go for it. Whatever. But yeah. if you spend outside of your means for a hobby, that's probably not a good idea. And number two, like just looking at a big pile of unpainted models can sometimes be very demoralizing. Yeah. You know, you're better off you're better off getting in one box, finishing it and then having those models painted in front of you to look at when yeah. you do your next box. It's like inspiration. Yeah. You know, because you can see how you're painting them, how you can do better, that sort of stuff. And I think that's really key to um having a good hobby work rate and, like, just enjoying it. Because if you feel like shit about it, you're not going to have fun. No. And it's going to fuck it for you, ultimately, you know? Yeah. So just be smart. Don't, don't, be, don't be silly. Yeah. Yeah, be and, and
2: GW, sadly, is one of those companies that does use the fear of missing out tactics. So they can they can like slap out a new really awesome box, put the limited word somewhere in there, and it's like your only chance to buy this box. So you're just going to sp- go to your local GW or order it online when it's re- pre-order date and just spend money that you actually don't really need to spend because you're only after one of those models in the whole box, which you could wait yeah. for and buy it later.
1: I had this funny feeling that GW's been hanging out with Nintendo a little. (laughs) 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 Oh, Jesus. If we don't get a Super Mario Marine, I'm going to fucking riot. Super (laughs) Super Mario Marine.
2: (laughs) Oh, have you seen the Toy Story Marine? Oh, no. Oh, the 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 Buzz Lightyear one. Buzz Lightyear. My God, it's so cool.
1: Okay, (laughs) I see your you marine, and I raise you skeleton necron. Yes, <laughs> dude. Do you know how tempted I was to do skeleton
0: designs for my necrons? It was so tempting.
1: Oh. <laughs> I yeah, mean, honestly, I, I, I love that actually. Just quickly, it's one of my favorite things in this is like the shit you can do to make your models be yours. Like, yeah, you can choose chapters that are already made up with your Space Marines. Or you can do what I did and make a Jurassic Park-themed one. Yeah, Like, exactly. all, all of my models are in the colors of the Jurassic Park Jeeps. And I would have it no other way, you know? Yeah. There's dinos going on. Eventually, there's going to be Marines riding dinosaurs, so stay tuned for that, folks. Oh, I'm eager to see that, how that turns <laughs> it's out. A fucking it's going to amazing.
2: I'm
0: also very keen oh, it's gonna... for my custom Space Marine... Uh chapter I'm doing that I told you about Blake. Space Bears.
1: all the space bears, oh, the space space bears. bears. Yeah. like that. Yeah you saw that on a YouTube thing didn't you? Yeah, like, I don't want to do space bears. Pretty much, bears. yeah. Uh yeah.
2: Tabletop yeah, I, I was time. a yeah. very standard bitch and I did blunt angels. I just changed up the color scheme a tiny tiny bit, but they're essentially blood
1: angels. To be fair, blood angels are cool as fuck. They are. Yeah. Yeah. For the Emperor and Sanguinius like mm. go read The Devastation of Baal do it um, yes highly recommend
2: that book. <laughs> yeah so good Nids versus the the Blood Angels yeah, yeah. definitely a very enjoyable book
1: yeah. Um, yeah but read Dante first as a primer I'm just saying. did you do it that way did you read Dante first no I haven't
2: Oh, but bro, they do have Dante. it all on Humble Bundle right now, so I might... Da- Dante
1: one. is, like, a little primer before you read Demonstration of oh, okay. well, It's fantastic. Right. Yeah. Um, I cool. really enjoyed that book. Um, Alright, now this is where I definitely take a backseat, and uh, probably Bowen <laughs> too, actually. Obi, tell us about the gaming side of it. Because, like, I've played some Floorhammer, I've played some AOS... Yeah. Tell us about your experience with it. Uh, starting out, I
2: definitely took it a little bit uh, slower. I painted up uh, a few troops and a few fast attack units and an HQ, so I could basically make like a 500 point army and start going to the store and play with other people. There, there was a huge core rule book, and I, I'm pretty sure that I'm still not Having rules right when I'm playing now But it does definitely help to have a a person explain to you at least the start of the mechanics and how things work You'll always be able to go back to the rule book later and research on on if there's something you did wrong or not Um, Uh Now the the game does have uh, unique rules for each and every army Uh, for example the Necrons they they're basically immortal robots, and their gimmick is reanimation. Ah, so, um, oh, like Wiccan the, Park. <laughs> <laughs> they do not reanimate just like that. But the game is played with dice. So, uh, On a dice roll of a 5, for example, or a 4 with a reanimation uh, beam from the reanimator, which is a terrible model. A cool model, but it's not good on the tabletop. It will come up on a four plus. So you put your model back on the table and just sm- smile because your opponent is really hating you after putting so many, so many boulder shots into your <laughs> little Necron boys.
0: I was gonna say I've only wow. played one uh, game of forty k, and that first game I chose Necrons just to use reanimation. Yeah. And yeah. the yeah. my buddy who was versing was using Tau, and he was getting pissed. Because I kept landing oh, the yeah. reanimation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was
1: like... Ur, ur, my cloven foot fish people can't kill you. What do I do? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So every
2: every faction does have their unique gimmick. Uh, and, and they're good at one thing. But then they're not as good at the other thing. Which, which kind of makes for a kind of a balanced game. Now the game has been a little bit skewed lately. But... Thank God they do put out FAQs every now and then, so it it does keep it balanced and and uh, competitive to play.
1: Don't they? are' uh, don't they sometimes nerf your faction to the ground and make you a very grumpy Obi? <laughs>
2: yeah, it does. Yeah, my poor knights <laughs> <nice> have been <laughs> on the bottom of the bracket this whole this whole edition. They give us a buff and then the next uh, FAQ they take it away. Uh, so, yeah it's uh, it, it does anger very a lot of meta players uh, but on the other hand it's it's still a game what are you going to do about it uh, and yeah well. it's hard to balancing these things because there are so many rules so many awesome miniatures that have their own individual rules so it, it, it's hard to balance these things and these things will balance them out in in the long run and if not, there's always 10th edition.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think for the most part, they probably do a decent job, otherwise the game wouldn't exist anymore. No, you know, that's like, it. if it was just fucked and just broken, no one would touch it, so... Yeah, that's it. Yeah, but, It's uh, more popular than it's ever been at the moment, which is awesome as hell.
2: Yeah, that's it, man. And uh, the game, there are a lot of people that play the game, and you'll be able to pick up the rules from... ...playing a few games or, or even watching battle reports on YouTube. I do spend a lot of time at the beginning to learn how all the things work. But it's just cool to go out and meet up with your friends... ...and go throw some dice and uh, win a game or lose some. If you go with, in with the exception, in the expectations of having a good time, you will have a good time. If you're going in with the expectations to win your games... Mm, you're better be really good at your faction then.
1: <laughs> yeah, well I think I mean and the other thing is too, like you did mention it's a dice game, right? Yeah. So you can be fucking strategically sound, but sometimes the fifth chaos god, the dice god is <laughs> not on your side and you're fucked and there's nothing you can do about it. So oh, yeah. There yeah, is I that definitely... randomness to it, you know.
2: I definitely had had that issue. Uh, the custodies recently got their new codex book. I've been uh, collecting them for a little while. Haven't started painting them yet, um, and I've been playing them on tabletop simulator. And uh, I have not been having good luck with my <laughs> custodies. I'm rolling a lot of ones, which is the bane of their existence because they hit on twos. <laughs> They hit on twos, save on twos. They wound you mostly on twos. Uh, Yeah, Yeah. and rolling ones is just—it makes you cry.
1: (laughs) Sometimes the dice gods are cruel, man. They are
2: definitely. We're talking about TDS, TDS, TDS. That's actually yeah, (laughs) TDS, tabletop (laughs) simulator. Uh, It's it's a it's a program, an app on your computer. that basically, well, it's a Steam game, right? It, yeah, it's it's a Steam yeah. game, yeah, and it basically gives you the option to play on your computer with people all across the the, the world, and that's what I've been doing uh, the past two weeks as well, just playing a lot of TTS with people. Uh, and, My understanding
1: and, is it's a very good way to test new lists as well, right? So yeah. instead of spending couple of hundred dollars on this build of an army or whatever you can play it against your friends and figure out what you got to swap in swap out what works and then you can nail a p- concrete list to actually build in real life yeah which is yeah. very handy
2: that's definitely something that i've been doing with with uh, the custodies. now i i don't have 2000 points just yet uh and i'm gonna be play playtesting a few t- times more to just see which which units are definitely worth buying, and which I could probably do without, so there's no need to buy unnecessary a lot of models, just buy the ones that you need, and then if you want to buy a model that you actually think that looks cool, try and make it work in your army, because yes. rule of cool is still a thing.
1: It's worth knowing, too, that like if you're just in it for the modeling, you can just buy a model because it looks cool and paint it as a centerpiece, Like it's so common. Exactly. You know, I have no business owning a robot Gulliman model, because I do not do Ultramarines, but I'm going to paint that guy up and it's going to look awesome. You yeah. know, like I'm keen.
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely a, a really good thing about about hobbying is that you can just take pieces from a model that you like and put it on another model. It would be total heresy, but at least you're doing something and you're creating your own vision of what, what your models yeah. are supposed to look like do your own thing with it.
1: Exactly. Do you things your way. Yeah. I mean like I know Bowen for instance has this really good ability to um paint models to look as disgusting <laughs> as possible. <laughs> you My, know I do. <laughs> the way he does flesh it's gross and i love
3: it
0: well i mean (laughs) look like i've painted like a majority of my models are chaos and like my interpretation of chaos is that they're gross they're disgusting you know so they have like really sickly looking skin you know like my demons have like blood coming out of their mouths that sort of
1: thing yeah. Yeah. They don't exactly brush their teeth or get much vitamin exactly. D. Exactly. So they're not, they're not
0: like pristine, you know, like some space marines and stuff like that, right? Yeah. You know, like I, yeah. even like my weapons, I paint them to look like they've been through many battles. And I mean, some of the stuff on my models I make try to make it look like they've just picked it up to yeah. keep fighting. Yeah. You know, because then... Yeah,
1: just like improv weapons. Yeah, pretty like, much. I, I, I want to see you do a whole, like group of chaos guys with spoons like just large oversized <laughs> soup spoons as weapons
2: preferably rusty as well
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah rough rusty spoons that way they can, like, spoon the space
0: marines out, will sure. run in fear from tetanus spoon marines
3: <laughs> oh yeah oh, definitely that's funny okay yeah.
1: now guys if if you could go back to when you first started warhammer when you first starter what advice do you wish someone had given you or what advice do you have to give someone starting warhammer like bo i know you've got a pretty good one there
0: yes i do blake i do indeed um so for the longest time i would paint my models without watering them down like i wouldn't water the paint down so i just dip my brush into the pot of paint put it on a palette and boom, just go straight at it. Um, that's a... Which is, of course, hobby Harris. Yeah, that's a very yeah. that's a very good way to go through your paints very quickly. Uh, mm. but recently I picked up something called a wet palette, which pretty much is a normal palette, except it's slightly wet, so it's a lot easier to water down your
1: paints as well on it, and mix your paints as well. Um, it's basically a container with a layer of sponge, and then a layer of, like, Uh, Parchment paper, yeah, Yeah. and your paints go on top of the parchment paper, and they stay hydrated because of the water underneath them.
2: Yeah, but like, yeah, you can basically store your paints for a very, very, very long time with them.
1: Not in Australia, (laughs) definitely not in theory.
2: Oh, you have to keep watery adding some water every now and then. No, no,
1: bro. Like, it's most of the time they're dead by the next day or the one after. Oh man, like, Australia's rough, and I think I have the opposite.
0: Little quick tip (laughs) if you're uh, listening in the land down under, make sure you shut your paint lids properly as well. If you don't, they're basically destroyed. The amount of paint pots that I have ruined after just buying them because I didn't shut the lid properly
1: is ridiculous. (laughs) Would you like to tell people about your quick success story of resurrecting the owl that one time? Okay. (laughs) This is a story
0: for you, gentlemen.
1: This is some Nurgle This shit is right some here. Aussie stuff
0: right here. So my I forgot to shut my lead belcher lid properly and it dried up. Now you can try and restore your paint by just adding a bit of water, and usually most of the time that works. Uh problem was at this particular point in time I didn't have water easily accessible. So what did I use to water my paint? That's Sorry. right. Some good old great northern beer. Oh. <laughs> and let me tell you to my surprise and also Blake's surprise, because we paint together. The paint was even better than it was before it dried up. Like I don't I don't I don't <laughs> oh. know what happened, but it was a lot better. It was even more metallic than it originally was, and I don't understand why accepting metal when you add beer. <laughs> I'm just accepting <laughs> the fact that it happened. Uh, there's only one downside to using beer. to <laughs> uh, in, your <laughs> in your paints. And that is... It will work up quite the stench. Like, uh. after, what was it, a month? I reused my lead belt and it's, it smelled like straight, just methanol it was awful. it's not nice it was <sighs> awful yeah but, you know
1: in a pinch it worked it was fun yeah
0: it worked that is like the most australian way to fix paint i can think of right <laughs>
1: yeah I agree. I agree i think hopping onto uh, that
2: paint paint uh, discussion because uh, gw paints they're good paints but they're paint pot design man it, it's oh my God. No.
1: oh my sweet summer child. <sighs> you have you've only known one type of GW paint pot. Back in my day they had screw caps.
2: That would have been so much better. No.
1: What? No, it was not because it gets all gummed up and then you either can't do it up, Or you can't undo it. You need the strength of the Emperor to get your paint and liberate it from the floor. And even then it's still kinda pushing it. (laughs) And then they went to these other flip top ones, which are great, until the little hinges wore out, and then all of a sudden you're just like fucking smashing your lid down top. Any hobby veterans that listen to this, they will know what I'm talking about. It was not a fucking good time. (laughs) Please just give us dropper bottles. Please, Citadel. By the Emperor. We beseech you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely.
2: I'm, I'm probably gonna start investigating some pop bottles and, uh, gonna do the old transfer to dropper bottles. I think oh, it will help so out so messy, much.
1: Messy though. It
2: is, but it will be worth it. I think.
1: Maybe, maybe, or but... you can use other paint brands, not Citadel.
2: Yeah, also no. an option. Now my local store did not have any other brands than Citadel, so I sadly had to go with that. Uh, I would love to try out Vallejo though. We're um, uh,
1: we're quite lucky here in uh where we are because we're near Brisbane, um and we have a very large hobby store about thirty minutes away. It's a two story one, and they have a whole fucking like aisle of different paints. the Vallejo army painter, like they sell everything but Citadel. And, um, it's very handy. And I can see, uh, Bowen and I taking quite a few excursions there for this podcast. <laughs> so, future endeavors, but that is mm. a classified secret for now. Um, yeah. but, yeah, if you need me to um, I'll check out some pants. If you want me to send you some over, be let me know. Oh,
2: uh, I very... think it will, it will definitely work out fine. I'll be able to buy them online, because that's Oh, you probably can, can get them
1: cheaper, actually. I live in Australia, everything is Yeah, I
2: think, uh... <laughs> Buy stuff online can sometimes Ooh. help the wallet out, so um, do check out some price differences every, there, every now and then. Uh, Blake, do yeah. you have any good tips for us?
1: Look, man, the one thing that I definitely want to impress upon people is the fact that use rattle cans and contrast paints to your absolute advantage. Alright, so like, when I first started my Stormcast Eternals, I was painting them black, like old school. And I was hand-doing every base coat on that gold. Now, like, my gold has, like, four or five layers to it to make it pop. Eventually, I was like, oh, they sell the gold that I need for the base coat. And it was like someone flipped on a light switch. All of a sudden, I was just like, you know, make a model, hit it with the gold, do a bit of a touch-up to get it to the exact right pigment. It's, like, four times faster. So use cans and use um contrast paints to your advantage you know like i didn't have those tools when i first started this hobby but we do now so there's no excuse not to use them i'm not saying to rely on them but use them as a tool you know especially if you're a beginner especially
2: yeah i definitely Mm -hmm. agree there i've um I've had the luck of my store or well general Europe has not been able to get any GW colors in anywhere because of the new brexit laws so uh, I've I been th- having th- to th- buy black primer man and I'm painting blood angels they're red so I'm, I'm gonna have to do all the base coding and stuff and it's it's a drag try and find uh, try and find at least a a primer in the color of your army that's the majority of the yeah. the model and uh... I mean
1: my go-to is still black I love black and we use that on probably 80% of my models yeah. but if I was doing say example Necrons mm-hmm. like Bowen's about to I would hit them with a lead belcher base the whole yeah. model and then I would black out any parts that aren't going to be metallic and I would build the pigments up from there that's how I would do it Yeah, there's many ways to skin a Necron um, especially if they're a flight one. But that's how I'd do it.
2: Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree there. And you also mentioned contrast paints, which are such a good tool to have. Uh, I personally use uh, for my Blood Angels, going back to them. Uh, I base them in Mephiston Red and slap a Blood Angels contrast paint over it so it creeps into crevices in all the armor panels. And it I've been getting so many compliments about how my armor looks, and it's it's the easiest thing to do. It's just two colors, Mephiston Red and a contrast paint, and it just tell does me, so you, much. when
1: you slap it on, do you tell, it, tell the model it's a naughty little blood angel? Or it definitely is. <laughs> <laughs> they uh, stare
2: back at me and be like, oh, daddy, why did you do you this to I? me? <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. Oh, God. oh fuck.
1: Great. Now yeah. I'm on the internet saying woo, How <laughs> yeah. far we have come. Every day we stray further from the light of the emperor. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely do. Oh. Um, alright. Bone, have you got anything else, man, that you would like to add to that? Uh. Like, just shit you wish that people told you, or were you lucky enough to have me as a guide when you started? Um,
0: well, another big tip, which thankfully you were there to get me out of, is don't dip the entire, like, brush bristles into the pot of paint <laughs> don't do that mm. only do the tip just the tip man that's all you need just the just tip the gentlemen tip.
1: and ladies just the tip just
0: the tip just men the tip. ladies whatever you want to identify as just the tip
1: we're all inclusive
2: we are here, very
0: but inclusive. just use the just tip just use the tip that's all you need
1: because <laughs> right. and the reason for that is um if you get paint up into the collar which is where the metal part meets your bristles of your brush. What will happen is it'll dry and it'll eventually make it spread out like a flower opening. And it'll be yeah. no good to anyone.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to ruin your brushes. Yeah,
1: It's a fantastic way. If that's what you're shooting for, definitely get paint all up in it. <laughs> but oh, yeah. I don't advise it because brushes are expensive and anybody got time for that. That is you true. Um,
2: I got a really yeah. good tip though. Yeah. Um, Especially if you're starting out, because you will, you'll eventually. These are there are a lot of the techniques with painting that require a little bit of practice, and uh, it doesn't really matter if you if you make a mistake, because either you can paint over it if you've not painted with paint straight from the pot, uh, or you can just strip the whole model. Uh, and there are definitely a a fair good amount of techniques to to do stripping of models and you'll be able to just start again from new so don't be afraid to try things
1: I don't feel like we need to cover that right now but if you find yourself in, in that position between now and say when we actually do talk about that plenty of fucking YouTube videos by people far more qualified to talk on the subject than us Yeah, but it involves some form of solvent and a lot of toothbrushing. <laughs> yep. You know.
2: Yeah, I, I've definitely done my fair share of stripping and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> really. I, I wish Did you I had. College. Mm, don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I definitely wish I had an electric toothbrush at some point to scrape it all off. Oh. I was looking at at my own voluntar- personal toothbrush, like, should I? Should I really? <laughs> <laughs> oh, paint doesn't taste good. <laughs> Just
1: eat it, eat it bro um, That's funny <laughs> Yeah. Um, you know actually when I first met you The first time I met you You were on camera just like Fucking giving it your all On these Imperial nights Just like flicking paint up in your face Looking like yep. a hot mess and, <laughs> I uh... still have the paint
2: spreaders On my screen yeah. actually <laughs> oh, <I'm...
1: laughs> Wipe your fucking computer, you heathen. But <laughs> it's stuck.
2: It's in there. It's, it's paint. <laughs> we can
1: yeah. strip models, but we can't get paint off a screen.
2: Yeah. Can't use chemicals there, man. That's no good. You know, water and electronics? No good.
1: Fine. I'll lick a power socket. You'll be fine. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, is that, qu- quick, is that quick, speaking uh, from experience? Yes. Oof. I did once drink kerosene, but we'll get into that in <laughs> <another>. <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> my. It was an accident. Oh, no. Anyway. Yeah, so the other thing is, too, like, just a quick bit of advice from me is to understand that bases are so fucking easy if you want them to be. You know, um, like, when you make a model, you paint it, You can do a 10 out of 10 job on the model, but if you put it on a black plastic base, in my opinion, it automatically drops down to a six. Like, it just detracts so much. But if you take your time, do a simple base, there's so many tools out there for it now, prime your base, hit it with some texture paint, add a little bit of verticality, and a tufted tool of grass, and you're done. And it will make your model look so much better, especially because. Not only can you use it to contrast whatever paints you've used on your model, like color-wise, contrast and complementing it, you can also tell a narrative if you want. Like, for me and my friends, so Bowen plays Necrons in 40k, our friend Bevan, he plays Tyranids, right? And I have a whole heap of old Necrons and Tyranid bits. So I chop them up and put bits on my bases here and there, like hidden little Easter eggs. Yeah. On my base to show like this is the battlefield where this is going down. You know, like one of my assault intercessors is leaping like Mario style but with a chainsaw over a disembodied Necron with, uh, not oh, Necron yeah. um tyranny with blood everywhere. I love like that. It, and like it didn't take much effort. It took me like ten minutes to make the little base and paint it and play another twenty to get it painted, you know, like yeah. but that model, you look at like that's so cool. Yeah. You know, whereas, yeah, and and paint your rims of your base black when you're done. For tidiness, please. You <laughs> just add a, separate... a, a
2: contrasting paint to, to the base. For Whatever example, color you want
1: to do, gray, yeah. brown. Yeah. yeah. My my just... bases are
2: very, very, very easy. They are basically just a, a contra- uh, technical paint, the astro granite, and then I just slap two, two dry brushes over it slack it slap a few grass tufts in there and I'm done and they look good yeah. and I've done this st- I' definitely done the same for all of my armies because uh narratively I want them to be from the same planet so if I'm playing yep. at home I can I can have everything looking similar with my own models yeah so,
1: uh, see I personally I use um I bought this stuff it's for uh model trains it's like cork Um, like stripping and I break that up into little bits and glue it on top of each other and I sculpt in little rock layers and I use that to introduce uh, verticality into my like into my bases and then over all that so I'll super glue that down I'll figure out where I want it I'll figure out where I want want my marine to stand I'll prime the whole thing Um, I'll add new trees and stuff like that you can buy little bits of foliage from GW or third party sites and then I will coat my cork and like the flat parts with some sterling mud let it dry dry brush add details you're off to the races it's so easy but let me tell you if you put a little bit of effort into your bases like just like painting the rims doing a little bit of natural stuff you'll be surprised how much that will hide any sins on your actual model whereas like if you have nothing on that base all the effort all their focus is on that model, so like, yeah, yeah, people will notice more. So just, yeah. just do it. Just complete your models. You know, like complete the bases. You don't have to love it, but just, just knock it out, and yeah. you will thank us for it. I promise. On that
0: note of not uh, making love in it, uh, another little tip for you. Um, it's gonna be a bit of a brutal truth, um, and that's just accept the fact that, especially if you're new to painting. Your first model is not going to be god tier. Like it's it's not going to be, you know, the best model ever. You know like I look at some of my first models and I'm like what have I done to this thing? <laughs> what have I done? But at the yeah. end of the day, there's only one way to get better at something and that's to practice. You know and the more and more yeah, you uh... practice and as we said earlier, if you keep your previously painted models in front of you, you can continually better yourself and pick up on smaller techniques that help you bring out some details you know like using washes to bring out details and armor and and you know notches and that sort of stuff
1: yeah exactly and like maybe maybe go over your model and figure out what area you would like to improve in and just do research on that exact thing so you go fuck my edge highlights are so sloppy Watch a few YouTube tutorials on how to do edge highlights. so I promise you it'll help. Like, it really will. You'll mm-hmm. have to practice it. It's not just going to click.
0: Yeah, exactly. Because,
1: like, it's so rare to just be naturally adept at something. But this is the main reason I actually start like wanted to start this podcast. And that is that you don't have to be good at a hobby to want to do the hobby. The idea of a hobby is that you gain proficiency in whatever discipline it is. So and just have fun. Don't let it scare you away. Yeah, don't let us get away, enjoy yourself, and, like, just grow as a hobbyist. Like, it's the best thing. Don't be afraid to have a shitty-looking model, because you'll get better.
0: Like, honestly, again, looking at back, like, some of my first models, they were just flat. Like, I did no highlights, I did nothing, it was just flat paint. You know, and I've been, yeah. I've been painting for, what, three, four years now?
1: has it been that long yeah. oh my god i'm old yeah you're the one that <laughs> you're
0: the one in who introduced me into it you son of a bitch
1: sorry I'm that's sorry.
0: okay <laughs> <laughs> uh but i look at my models now and like you know i'm adding washes and highlights you know to really add depth to my model and again don't wanna brag but my rusting effect oh so good
1: yeah no you did good you did good lad oh it's mm. so good
2: yeah, I definitely agree. There is a a fair few good um good things about Warhammer and, and definitely uh, I think community making would probably be one of the bigger aspects of it all because wherever you wherever you go in the Warhammer community, people will be very helpful on giving you tips and Um, things just like how do I do this and people have done it before been in the same problems and they will give you advice on where to improve what to do but don't be afraid to ask for those things because people actually genuinely are good people and will try to help. And
1: if you do come across a smelly dickhead of a neck neck neckbeard who is an asshole (laughs) just accept that they are the minority not the majority. It's like everything. There'll be gatekeepers and yeah. dickheads. Mostly though, like the vast majority of people, are really cool. You know, there's some good, good communities out there. You know, we want to build one. Um, but there's also the law homie community. Those guys are fucking amazing. Like I hang out there every day. Same with Obi. Bo's there yeah. quite a lot too. Like, good, good guys. All of them. So. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's, that's how we got introduced to each other, and uh, it's it's the perfect way to, to get some new friends from across the world, and hell, you might even end up meeting somebody who lives in the same yeah, town. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a small world, even if it is actually a really big world.
1: Yeah, well, so, the internet's made it a lot smaller, which is fucking awesome, you know? Yeah.
2: Yeah, Warhammer has definitely been a great help to bring people together well i
1: think it's really yeah. good this for case. people who are sort of in their shell a bit more too like i can't speak from my experience because i'm a very fucking extroverted person like i just eat at people but i know for bowen and i think even you too Obi. like this hobby the social aspect of it and just like sharing common stuff with people who maybe also have a little bit of the same troubles opening up and talking to people it's very beneficial to people like you guys, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. Like, you know, two guys who both probably weren't like super into talking to people. He's now doing a podcast. Like let's fucking go, Yeah. you know? Like, and I think that's so healthy, yeah. so healthy. It, even if you're not, doesn't turn you into a people person, just the fact, a little bit more social interaction, positive social interactions, fucking awesome for everyone especially with you know yeah. how tough the last few years have been on the world yeah that's yeah. it that's definitely it all right well cool. i mean i think that's pretty much it for the introductory of warhammer to be honest like there will be yeah i think there's definitely
2: more episodes gonna be Ooh, coming yeah. Yeah, about like, warhammer
1: they're loaded in the shotgun the episode gun you know ready to go yep yeah. Like, we we definitely
2: <laughs> would like to hear from other people too oh, if yeah. they they are interested in sending us some questions. We um, we should probably set up a, an email address and add it in the show notes. Yeah. So if people want to send us some questions regarding things about Warhammer, about any kind of hobby, just yeah. shoot us a message and uh, we'll yeah, get we're to. Yeah, we will have an
1: answer on the show, providing like you know we don't have fifty trillion, but um, I doubt that's going to happen at this point. Already, point so we're happy to help where we can guys you know so all right well without any further ado i think uh everyone should remember to crank that out. and slay that gray
0: we are knights of the hobby table
2: signing off thank you bye
0: catch you bye. later cunts
2: <laughs>